there are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back, campers. This is episode eight of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. Uh, my name is Isaiah, joined as always by Mark, Sean, and Ted. Uh, how are you guys doing this weekend? Doing great. Pretty man. good, dude. Freaking technology. How dare they do this to me? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, Ted has mix been it up battling there a little with bit technology this week. today, apparently. <laughs> stupid, stupid yeah. machines. No, it's the drone. Gotta man. love technical the drone. <laughs> oh, technology's great, but it's can be a real bitch and a pain in the ass yeah, too. Well, that's for sure. Work. <laughs> the well, AI bots are listening. Be careful, guys. <laughs> right. Anyways, we got some good news. A lot of good updates here for you this week. We got. We're talking about also music in movies and horror movies, how they can help or hinder. So that's coming later on in the show. Uh, just to kind of start off here, there's just a little kind of updates regarding what we're doing, what's coming up. So first off this week is uh three from hell is yes. in theaters on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Both me and Ted are actually going to be seeing that. And we're actually going to start doing another podcast to kind of go along with this it's not really another podcast it's still going to be the crystal lake soldiers podcast but we're going to start doing review podcasts on on certain movies and so this is going to be kind of a test just just to see how it goes and whatnot so look for later on this week um a review by both me and ted on three from hell that's going to be exciting i'm really looking forward to three from hell uh absolutely loved house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects and this is obviously the third chapter in this story. So it's going to be interesting to see where Rob Zombie's taking us on this ride. Super excited, super stoked. Obviously, the Blu-ray is coming out next month for those of you that aren't able to see it in theaters. So look for that review. We're going to include both a spoiler-free review as well as, for those of you that don't really give a fuck, a spoiler-filled review. So it's going to be the same Review is just one's going to be obviously be longer because there's going to be spoilers in it. So, you know, you can look for that on however you listen to our podcast. That'll be coming at towards the end of this week. So and then also coming up, we're going to also be having a, our first guest on our show as we discuss um, short films. And that's going to be coming up here shortly. So that's going to be exciting, too. It'll be kind of fun having our first guest and uh, kind of getting to discuss something that we all love. And, you know, that's horror and seeing what people yes. can do with horror, you know, whether it's original or fan films. Yeah. I will be picking yeah, his brain. It's about time we got a guest, yes, man. Definitely. It's going to be fun. It's yeah, so exciting fun. stuff coming up here. Definitely. It will be a lot of fun and a lot of good, exciting stuff coming up here for the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. 
So kind of moving on to that into news, we got some great news. We got an update on Sid Haig. Uh, Sid is definitely still in the hospital, still um, after his accident, but he is recovering. He is definitely starting to improve. Uh, he's starting to be able to eat, you know, somewhat now, which is great. There's still going to be a road. He's a fighter. He's not. Yeah, exactly. There's still going to be a road to recovery head, but he is expected to fully recover from this, which is which is great news because we didn't really know what was going on. You know, when his wife had, you know, made that announcement about him having that accident, you know, a week ago or or whatever it was. Yeah, thankfully, she cleared it all up. Of course, she was just emotional. Right. Obviously. Get better. Get better so you can kill people in movies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Sid is definitely one tough son of a bitch, that's for sure. And I'm glad to hear that he's definitely recovering, you know, after, you know, whatever had happened. Because it's still, it's not been made clear what exactly happened, but I'm glad he's getting better, you know. Just rest, Sid, get better. We want to see you again here shortly. So moving along from that great news, we obviously have our weekly Halloween news coming up here. So Halloween Kills actually began filming on September 12th, so this past week. And from the reports that I've been seeing is that they started with um, recording some news coverage scenes. So, you know, obviously after the whole bloodbath that happened in Halloween 2018, there's obviously going to be news coverage and stuff. So they, they're starting out small here, but at least they're they're rolling now on the movie. It's going to be interesting to see as things, yeah, that's awesome. get, you know, we get more updates on what's actually going on and, and, and all that. So that that's exciting news to, to hear that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to hear they started filming. Give some time to get everything done. Maybe this will be even better than the last one. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, I love 18, like I've said multiple times on the podcast, and I've got high hopes for this. I, I'm still, you know, the more that it goes along, the the name is starting to grow on me. I'm still not 100% behind the name Halloween Kills, but I, as as time is going on, it's starting to really grow on me. As long as the batshit crazy, just fucking balls to the wall film, I'm all for it. So yeah, well, it has to it, live up to its name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. We haven't. Yeah, so that's Halloween kills the box office. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 great to hear that they're filming now. Nick Castle obviously is coming back to play, you know, the shape as well as James Jude Courtney. So. Nick Castle posted a video about him getting ready to play the shape again. It was kind of a funny video. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see, you know, him just getting back in the spirit of things. And, and uh, it, it, yeah, it it's cool. cool, you know, that, you know, he's definitely going to be back like we've talked about and uh, kind of sharing the scene with, uh, you know, James Jude Courtney as he's obviously the, the main focal Michael Myers in most scenes. So it's, it's great. And then, you know, <laughs> I was reading the other day and I didn't know this in just cause I never really looked into it before, you know, besides the one scene he was in, in, uh, 2018, I didn't realize that they actually used him for Michael's breathing when, you know, during no, scenes. I didn't know that yeah. That's cool. Which it's the perfect, obvious That's choice. The original breathing. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was a nice little tidbit that I learned, uh, uh last week, I, I, I think is when I, when I actually read that. So, that's cool. That I think is awesome. I don't know if I enjoyed like because that was one of my one of the things I didn't like in the 2018 one is yeah. it made you know I don't know it made Jason look like an old man. Yeah. 
It's nothing against Nick Castle. It's just part of the movie I didn't care for. But using his breathing, that's an awesome idea. I like yeah, definitely. Did you just say make Jason look like an old man? <laughs> if I did, it's because I'm still on Friday the 13th. Uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, I was like trying to, forgive me. I was like, did I hear that right? I'm making <laughs> sure that my, my mic's not screwing up. No, I, I can I, only I watch it. but so many of them movies and not say that. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're coming off a freaking marathon. So that's understandable. Yeah, I, I watched almost all of them. I was just making sure everything was working fine on my end here. I've been having problems all night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. Well, so Halloween has begun, you know, filming, but also another uh, franchise has started filming their next movie, which is Wrong Turn. And how many Wrong Turn movies has has there been now? Because I, I, I haven't watched anything. Uh, be- six or seven, okay. man. And I haven't watched anything past two. Okay. <laughs> I think they're saying this is a reboot. This is this is the seventh one, remember. and I stopped I stopped watching after part three. Yeah, I tried watching part four, can't get through with it. And I tried watching part five, I can't get through with it, and I just didn't even try part six. Yeah, so I just, yeah, part three was it for me. Yeah, I haven't watched anything beyond yeah. the second one personally myself. The second one was so bad, I never gave it a chance. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly why. Like I I, I like the first Which one. Which is funny. Which is yeah, funny because a lot of people, a lot of people think the second one's the best. But it's that's not. funny. That's what I've heard too, and I was like, yeah, wow, it's man. not. When when that's I finally got around to start watching, when I finally got around to start watching the movies, and I was like, well, I'm looking forward to part two, and I liked part one. I was like, people are saying part two's the best, so I was like, awesome. And I watched part Isn't two. Henry and I was like, Rollins is the best. Two? Yeah, I was like, "How is this part? How was part two better than part one? I don't get it. I don't I didn't see anything that was better. I thought it was worse. I didn't think it was like a horrible movie or anything like that. Yeah. But I definitely didn't think it was better than part one. I think part one is the best out of that whole franchise I have seen. And I would concur with that definitely. So with the new Wrong Turn movie, there isn't really like a whole lot of information about it currently, um, because it did just start production. But the two bits that um, I was able to find regarding this is that filming is taking place in New Richmond, Ohio, and the movie is set to be taking place in the Appalachian Trail. That's kind of really the only information we have to really go off of at this point. I swear I saw all over the place they were saying reboot about it. Yeah. Maybe I was... (laughs) Well, there was mention of that too, but, you know, whether or not that's still happening with this one... wasn't really made clear. I mean, you know, I'm not into the reboots, but yeah, that might make me actually give it a chance since the other ones have been so terrible. Maybe it needs to be rebooted. Yeah, no, definitely. So that's that's another franchise, you know, getting ready to bring out their next movie. Now, moving on to something new, though. Uh, James Wan's next horror movie, which we've talked about a little bit. And Obviously, the plot is still under wraps. They haven't really made known what his next movie is truly about. But the name of the movie is Silver Cup, and it is actually rumored to be a Giallo film. Yeah, I think that's cool. There hasn't been a lot of that coming out for years. No, it's like been a very long be time. Awesome. And he's, you know, he's been doing good at what he's doing. Man. I'm interested. I'm ready to see what's yeah, going to come out. I think especially with him, because I think he's a fantastic filmmaker, especially with horror. It'll be very, very interesting. And I'm actually excited to see what he can do if it is truly going to be a Giallo film. 
Um, some of those OGLs, man, were some scary. Yeah, shit. they used to freak me. Fuck out. Fuck yeah, so I want to see something that freaks me out. So I mean, you got that. ones like Deep Red, um, Love and Black Lace, Don't Torture yeah. a Duckling, are, are just a couple, you know, that were kind of notable. Um, Bird in the Crystal Plum. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just not really a whole lot known on this, obviously. And uh, we do know that uh, they're scheduled to start shooting here at the end of September in L.A. So it is getting ready to ramp up and production starting. So they are right there. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what. That's cool. They're able to keep so be. much under wraps. Yeah. I think it's better when we don't get so yeah. much information. Oh, fuck it. It's fun to dive into the information, but I like to be surprised sometimes seeing these. Yeah, movies too. exactly. <laughs> Definitely. No, I 100% agree with that. I, I'd rather be surprised at this point because everything gets ruined m- yeah. more often than not. I gotta remind myself nowadays so. that I'm, I should not yeah. be watching trailers for movies I want to see. <laughs> trailers yeah. ruin it sometimes. So that's exciting. I, I especially if the, if he can bring back the Giallo film yeah. in a big way because I love those. I love those movies, and I think he would be the right person to be able to to pull it off and pull it off well. Yeah, definitely. But so that's definitely. kind of what's happening with movies that are going into production right now. It's a lot of stuff to get really excited about, especially you know tw- between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. There's gonna be a lot of good movies coming out horror wise. That's for sure. Now, something that's kind of more what's been talked about. It's not really kind of on the cards or planned yet, but would actually kind of be kind of cool is Rob Zombie has talked about how he wants to turn House of a Thousand Corpses into a musical. I want to see it. It's going to be so freaking amazing. <laughs> that sounds wild, man. The best idea that sounds ever. Wild. Honestly, if if there's one movie that... Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who brings the candy? They need to get the guys at Gore to help out with the whole production, man. I think they're putting on a crazy show. Oh, yeah. Are are they going to keep Grandpa's crazy stand-up routine? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Eat your mouth! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Go wake, Grandpa! But... I mean, oh, the, the movie itself is already <laughs> wild, so it, it, it would be interesting to see what they would do with the musical version of it. And yeah. honestly, I mean, they, they turned Evil Dead into a musical, which that music, musical is fantastic. I was going to say they might outdo Evil Dead. <laughs> I mean, so, if you haven't seen Evil Dead. I never got a chance Re-Animator. to see that, man, but I always yeah. read great stuff about yeah. it. Yeah, so. Reanimator. Um, but yeah, Evil Dead the musical was fantastic. If, if you haven't seen it, you can find it easily. I mean, I had to watch it off of bootleg because... They fucking won't record it and, you know, sell it. So it's like the only way to see it. So, but the, like the music in that is great. And just to, because, you know, Rob Zombie, obviously with the musical background, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this might be something good, even though I hated that super L Beasto thing. Yeah. I like, I you know, like. Oh, that was terrible. I always give him a chance though. <laughs> I thought it was terrible yeah. too. But. Yeah, needless, uh, needless. I tried watching that movie. Yeah, but needless to say, I, I think it would translate over well into a musical, especially with Rob Zombie, if he ends up doing that. So, I think I think it would be it would be a good idea. And me too. And I'm not a musical fan. I just think it's wild enough to have fun. Yeah. So definitely. 
So a little bit of uh, TV news coming out the gate here is uh, uh, Dark Shadows is getting a kind of a sequel series called Dark Shadows Reincarnation. Now, I like the original Dark Shadows. The thing that's got me worried about this is that it's being produced by the CW. As soon as I saw CW, I stopped reading the article. When I saw CW, I fucking instantly like, ooh, that's going to suck. I'm not excited at all, man. I mean, I don't know. Dark Shadows was uh, amazing. I love the old Dark Shadows. It's something... But I, I don't know. It's just something so unique. I honestly don't even think it's something that can be updated or redone. Yeah. It just is what it is, man. Yeah. For the time period and all that. It it's... it's oh, God, it just... I mean, I, I haven't even bothered with Tim Burton's because it the trailers alone made me go think I didn't... wasn't going to enjoy right. it, so... Yeah, when when I saw CW attached to this, and it just brought back all the nightmares that I was thinking when they were talking about making a Friday the Thirteenth series from CW. No, God, no! Please don't do this to us. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, at least it's not MTV. I guess I don't know. Yeah, because they fucking destroyed. Scream. <laughs> I'm still not interested. They fucking destroyed Scream. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Teen Wolf, man, but Scream was terrible. I didn't enjoy that at all. And I you guys should check out Slasher yeah. on Netflix. Uh, I felt like Teen Wolf was just... Teen Wolf got lucky. Slasher is great. <laughs> they got Slasher is what... I tried watching the third season. It was horrible. Yeah, the third season leaves a lot to be desired, but the first two for Slasher are great. The second one was brutal. Yes, it was. That's... That's how they should have did Scream. If you like horror in in the in the winter in the snow, oh yeah, watch Slasher season two. Yep, that's great. Awesome. I'm gonna check it out. But yeah, so CW, fuck that. I'm I'm out on that because yeah, I mean if if you like stuff on CW, you'll probably get a kick out of this when they do bring it up. It's yeah. basically just a modern. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, not our. No, TV it's definitely right. not. But it's a modern day continuation sequel series is basically what it is. So it's it's not like a whole reboot. It is a continuation of the original story, basically. So just set in modern time. Um, but yeah, that's all I really got on that because that sucks that it's being done by CW. But hey, if you like CW, that's 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 good on you. To each their own. Now on to some somewhat exciting news. Because we're getting a new adaptation of The Stand, which I think is needed. Um, I, I mean, I did like the original miniseries for The Stand, even with all its flaws. That's something I've actually never really dug but, into or know much about. So yeah, I'd be willing to check out an update. I love update. The Stand. It's probably a good idea. The novel is my, The Stand. Uh, the novel is my favorite Stephen King novel. I love that book. It is a good fucking book. Yeah, right? a lot of Stephen King. You know, readers say that I've read a few of his books, but I definitely I haven't read that one. Yeah, that one's a, so that one's good. really good. That one's really really good. Yeah. Um, but the news coming it's not out his with typical novel. It's it's right. not a horror novel at all. It's this big epic, yeah. good versus evil story. It's not yeah, end of the world. You know, The Shining, Carrie, and... Christine, etc. It definitely <laughs> things like right. that. So. Yeah, definitely. But the, the big news coming out with regards to the stand, because it's been kind kind of announced for a while, uh, but Alexander Skarsgård, who is the brother of Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise in It Chapter 1 and 2, 
is uh, nabbed the the role of Randall Flagg, who is the main antagonist in the stand. So that's kind of interesting nice. that he nabbed that role, whereas obviously Skarsgård guys are getting all the Stephen King roles. Man. Exactly. <laughs> so he's kind of following in his his brother's footsteps, and um, with this. It's that it's going to be on CBS All Access, so it's on their streaming platform when oh, it does cool. get released. So, if you got that, then great. Otherwise, you'll have to get it to be able to see it. So, <laughs> that's kind of a uh, what the news. They'd have a lot of good things, man. Like oh it's yeah, six bucks a month. I recommend it if you want to check out a you know. You got Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Definitely. Uh, yeah. There's another one on there. I can't remember. Well, they got the Star got Trek series. Stuff, Star Trek stuff too, man. Yeah, yeah, so if you're into that too, it's Picard's good to check coming out. out. I think only, but yeah, so that that's exciting. Uh, I I think it's been needed for a while to do a kind of a revamped version of the stand, and especially with the technology we have today and and whatnot, and with how a lot of times TV either shows or miniseries are almost as good or better than a lot of movies nowadays. I, I think it's it's definitely a good time for this to be done, especially with all the Stephen King properties that they're doing with. Her, with yeah. all this. And being on all access, I think that gives them a little bit more freedom oh, yeah. as far as what they can show. So definitely. Yeah, Stephen King's Stephen King's getting a resurgence. I mean, you got Doctor Sleep coming out later this year. Yep. Yeah. And we just had it chapter two. Mm-hmm. You've got his Mr. Mercedes series that's on the audience network, um, through Direct TV. Because that's that's actually one of the better yeah. Stephen King based television shows or that's ever been produced. If you haven't checked that out, it's, yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't, I haven't seen. Oh, it, but it's I've definitely heard about fucking it. Fucking fantastic! And they're getting ready to come out with uh, season three here, which is focusing on a, a new killer besides Mr. Mercedes. So <clears throat> that's exciting in itself. That that really wasn't a part of what we were talking about, but that's just a good side note. That if you haven't checked that out, if you like Stephen King based stuff, that that's a good one to check out too. Kind of moving along into some upcoming movies that are coming out. Um, that we checked out for some trailers this week. So coming out October 25th of this year is the movie Countdown. Now, after watching this, the thing that stood out to me, it, it just reminds me completely of Final Destination, just with the fucking phone app. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of that in another movie <laughs> that I don't recall the name of, but where they were playing like a cell phone game where you kept trying to outdo yeah. to earn more money. Yep. But it, it kind of had a 90s feel to the um, trailer, I thought. Yeah, a little bit. It looked all right. Yeah. Despite the t- cell looked, phone technology. I thought it looked stupid. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it does. Yeah. I'm with Mark on this. It doesn't this. look that great. I yeah. didn't. I wasn't interested at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like, what What was that one movie? Fear.com. Yes. That stupidest crap when that came out in the early 2000s and yeah. I avoided it like the plague and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh any any horror movie? Oh, I can't say any, but I say most horror movies that are based around computers or cell phones just turn out to be just so lame because it's not even like they they mm-hmm. showcase the technology and what the technology can't even do. It's do just that. like it's like phones don't do that, computers don't do that. <laughs> yeah, like, a ghost right. is going to possess your cell phones. <laughs> 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 Which will bring us to our Blu-ray news soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, because I've got some news regarding some Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah. But I see this doing decent in the box office for whatever reason. It just right. looks like one of them typical movies that people watch. Yeah. 
it's it's definitely not one that I'm thinking I'm going to check out because that it like I said it, it reminds me a whole lot of Final Destination with a phone app and it just doesn't look that great and it just because like I'm okay with Final Destination you know the first one even aspects of some of the sequels are okay but it was never really my cup of tea but this just yeah, I like the first one and the they very were last one they did. were dumb fun movies yeah and that's yeah. that's that's really what it all boils down to. But this doesn't look like it's a whole lot of fun, you know, No, in comparison to that. Hey, it could prove you wrong, but I, pr- I probably won't watch it until I can watch it for free. Right. If it's, if it's on Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a Netflix movie where if, if I just have nothing fucking else to do, I'll, I'll watch it. But I'm definitely not going to pay money to see yeah. it, that's for sure. But... You know, one that actually does look semi-decent uh, coming out November 15th is Little Monsters. Now this, yes, it looks refreshingly funny for a zombie movie. Because obviously we've talked about how zombies are being overdone and overused. But this actually looks fucking funny. And have, yeah, the trailer yeah. made me laugh pretty hard, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm not into most of the zombie stuff, but the trailer did have me laughing pretty hard. So, Josh, I thought it's Hulu. I'll give it a chance. Yeah, again. Josh Gad looks fucking hilarious. She got caught in, in the movie. jam fight. Yeah. yeah, don't don't taste it. That's who was making me laugh. He was just don't taste straight it. up with the kids. Yeah, he was he was fucking funny. <laughs> he was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I got, she's like, I got children out here. here. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, that, 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 it looks funny, though. It, 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 this one actually got me excited because I, I haven't been excited for zombie movies or shows for a long time. But this one looks like it's going to be a breath of fresh air for me. I mean, between that and Zombieland. I don't know. It's just kind of gotten to the point where I I tend to like the comedy zombie stuff more than the serious stuff. And but I want Shaun of the Dead too. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> oh, I love Shaun of the Dead. That's one of my favorite this zombie movies. Guys have done anything in a while? Like they <laughs> were kind of hot there for a minute. I don't know if they've done anything in a while. Yeah. So that's that's November November fifteenth. Um, which I don't understand why they're doing it after Halloween. It'd be like the perfect one to bring out during Halloween. And I yeah. maybe just because things are kind of overcrowded with the Halloween season, which could be understandable. But True. at the same time, you're doing it right after Halloween and right before the Christmas holidays. It doesn't it's really good Thanksgiving, there, especially <laughs> just kind of the theme. And it's taking place during the summer, it looks like, too. So I don't know. It's just that if it were me, I would have done it sooner than November. Yeah, for personally, sure. Personally, but now September fourteenth, um, there's a it's a film I believe by Snapchat, if I'm not mistaken. Does yeah, that sound about right, Snap Sean? Films or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's uh, a Snapchat movie. It looked yeah. all right, man. Like it's a found footage kind of, but a you know in its own unique way. I thought yes. it looked like a fun, cheapy kind of film. So, <laughs> yeah. So the film's called going to uh, be a great release. <laughs> yeah. So the film's called Dead of Night. I, it's it's only going to be available on Snapchat. Now with this, I'm not interested. No, I'm I'm really not either. That's what turned me off is that it's only available on Snapchat because that makes it very limited to even so a lot of people to even. Watch yeah, it. with this, it's just like I don't know. 
a lot of it has it just look like a stupid silly sci-fi channel movie to me <laughs> well not only that but the whole filming Definitely vertically good, gets on my fucking nerves yeah i thought that was a yes. hard choice that but i mean it is maybe it looks different on it the is phone. only through snapchat so i understand yeah. that that's why it's like that is because it's available only through snapchat but at the same time video is supposed to be horizontal it's not supposed to be vertical yeah. i don't fucking care what you say i don't care how things are going film movies shit like that's supposed to be horizontal the long way it's not supposed to be standing up tall so that this shit can fuck off yeah, i'm passing on a movie theater you can never go to a movie theater and see the oh fuck no standing up. fuck no screw that <laughs> i mean it is an interesting <laughs> concept i mean especially releasing something like this through snapchat it's just it's not going to be for me it's not going to be one i'm going to check out even though it's kind of the end of, end of the world kind of thing because i'm i'm into that kind of shit but i can't i can't deal with watching video like that it's just that's just too much for me and that's just how i am i mean i understand that might be petty but i don't fucking care <laughs> i just can't watch video like that it's just not not for me unfriended 3 snapchat <laughs> i don't think we need another unfriended that's for sure <laughs> oh my god i'm friended for reddit post <laughs> are you listening to this Lord. universal you owe me money if you actually make these types of movies i've got the proof right here right i honestly think that's how they got the idea for the first two unfriended movies they just somebody talking they're like hey let's make that to a movie yeah it'll be cheap yeah. Yeah, okay. Where's the script? We don't need a script. We're Hollywood producers. <laughs> I really do think they do that. They have guys that they just have sit there and churn out ridiculous one-liner ideas. Yeah. And they start picking from it and throw it at the writers. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it one bit. But Dead at Night, September 14th, uh, available only on Snapchat. So that's already <clears throat> passed. So it's been released. So it gives you something to watch if you like watching shit through Snapchat. Um, so go nuts on it. Now, and for a little bit of uh, TV news, so this has got me excited. We talked about already Castle Rock Season 2 is coming out, and it's focusing majority of it on Annie Wilkes. So they released the trailer for it, and the trailer made me even more fucking excited for this. Yeah, it looked great. It seems like we're going to see yes, her in her nursing days. So I'm getting what I want for sure. Yeah. Looks like I think it's I think it looks amazing. I'm I'm very very pumped after that. And she looks the part. She looks like a young Annie yeah. Wilkes. So all these all these patients are dirty birdies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mister Mister <laughs> Man cool. had her daughter there in the in the teaser and everything. Yeah, yeah it made me excited, man. Mister Man, <laughs> you cock a duty. Oh, it's gonna be good. I. Like we talked about, Castle Rock is one of those. It's another good uh, Stephen King based. More show. Stephen King. <laughs> Talk about Stephen King a lot around here. <laughs> it's good though. It's good because it's well overdue, especially for him getting his due with movies and TV shows and all that, based off his work. So, on top of that, uh, so coming out, so that's coming out October twenty third uh, for Castle Rock season two. Now. Uh, before that, on October 11th, we are getting the limited series for Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. So this is kind of the reboot of it. 
it's kind of looks like it's going the route that scary stories to tell in the dark did with their movie where it's kind of mixing, you know, the midnight society telling their story, but it also is like, um, I thought that was playing a out on them. Twist. Yeah. That is so, actually playing out on them. As I, well, I, not just their story. Yeah. But I didn't care for that, but it still looked good. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it looked, looked good. Like, um, yeah, it looked I'm going to watch it. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. man. It looks like a good dark kid show. Yeah. It had my daughter scared. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's, it, it, it could go either way for me. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not I like it, I'm, I'm still going to check it out just for the nostalgia factor. Cause obviously like I discussed back in one of our earlier episodes that are, are you afraid of the dark was one of my top TV shows as, yes. as a kid. So, um, yeah, this is going to be something I, I definitely want to check out. You know, it'll be interesting to see how this goes, with that whole aspect of, you know, them telling the story, but the story coming to life, basically, and affecting... And maybe it'll be good, something refreshing. Yeah. Since it's new. Who knows? So now, going along... I'm still excited. Right. Now, going along with that, I didn't realize that uh, in this is uh, the kid that played Ben Hanscom in the uh, It Chapter 1 and 2, uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor. So he's actually in this series, and... Definitely he's gotten older because uh, his voice is a lot fucking deeper than it was in the fucking movies. So that... Yeah, it's hard to keep that. Because I'm like... <laughs> you got kids doing the movies and they grow up so damn fast. Right. Keep them in those kind of roles. Exactly. Because watching that trailer, I'm like, I know that kid from somewhere, but I can't put my fucking finger on it. And then I was researching for this, uh, you know, after watching the trailer again, I'm like, oh shit, that's who it is. And... Yeah, his his voice. It's like Stranger Things. I mean, I almost feel like they have to wrap it up because the kids are just gonna outgrow the roles. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Stranger Things. That I think they're either going one or two more seasons. I think is what they were saying. So. Yeah, that's what I heard. That it was one more. Yeah, but so yeah, can't wait for that to come back. I'm sure they're gonna wait another year and a half for that too. So yeah, that always <laughs> takes forever. So. At least yeah. <laughs> They're going to be almost adults by the time the fucking... Or they will be adults. That's why I said, man, they're going to be too grown up for the... <laughs> right. So that's kind of... I love the show, though. I love the show. Yeah. So that's... Uh, those two are, are exciting. Now, Purge Season 2 is also coming out around the same time on October 15th. Now, what's got me interesting, uh, interested about this season, uh, the second season, is the fact that they're going to be focusing a lot of what happens outside of the yeah, Purge. Yeah, I thought night. that was a great idea, man. Yeah, I kind of see another aspect of it. I really enjoyed the first season, and I didn't think I was going to. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty well done, man. Yeah. So that's that's October fifth. I think it's actually a kind of thing, a kind of a story that works better on television than it does in the movie, possibly. Right. You can follow a couple different people's stories, and I'm interested to see how everybody's acting after the fact. We've never really got to see that, right? Why is it so cleansing? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I like to believe that. Yeah, and I I do like that they're going with the whole anthology kind of thing with this. You know, like they're doing a lot these days when you think of like a American Horror Story and, and different things like that. So I I do I I think that especially with the Purge, it works to its benefit to do it as an anthology series, basically. And from what I was reading regarding this season is, you know, the bulk of the season is going to take place during that 364 days outside of the purge. And then it's going to end 
on um, Purge Night, basically, is is what I was reading awesome. um, when that's I was looking cool. into this earlier. So that's going to be interesting. That's uh, uh, got me a little bit excited for that. So another movie that's actually coming out here, and this is actually coming out October 1st. This one seems interesting. It's coming out on video on demand. It's called Devil's Revenge. So <laughs> the story with this oh, yeah, sorry. is it's from a writer that worked on heavily on Star Trek The Next Generation. It is featuring both William Shatner, who obviously was in the original Star Trek series, and Jerry Ryan, who was obviously in Voyager. So it looks like it's cheesy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it kind of reminds me of a, a sci-fi movie, basically. Uh, you know, yeah, it did for me, too. Yeah. It, I honestly got the feeling. You could tell the guy from Star Trek. Like, it had almost like a, you know, UPN or one of the mother networks that was shot. I can't remember who it was still in Star Trek then, but it feels like that kind of Saturday evening, <laughs> six o'clock movie yeah. on the UHF channel. Definitely. Yeah, and who doesn't want to see William Shatner with a fucking grenade launcher? I here? want to see William Shatner wrestle a guy in a rubber suit again <laughs> right. <on> Star Trek. <laughs> that would be great. Well, it looks like you might get a chance for that, man. <laughs> oh, that would be great if that happened. But yeah, when he pulled out that rock or the that grenade launcher, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm totally behind this. William Shatner's great, so that's that's gonna he be cracks me interesting in, to see for sure. I think it's funny how he's more of the comedy guy these days than he is the serious, right? <laughs> sci-fi kind of guy. Yeah, that's for <laughs> but sure. But it works. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Especially you got to kind of reinvent yourself as you go, especially when you've been. In yeah. the business for as long as he has, because I mean he's been in this business for yeah, almost sixty fucking time, years. So, but yeah, I've seen it from Twilight Zone up until now. Yep, definitely, definitely. So that's kind of some good upcoming stuff that's uh, for movies and TV shows. All good stuff for the most part, minus the couple of things that we discussed here that just aren't very interesting or or whatnot, but. Still, there's it's Halloween season. There's still a lot of good stuff coming out. A lot more, I'm sure, that we're going to be talking about here in the next few weeks. So, kind of moving on into some Blu-ray news. Uh, before Ted gets into his juicy bits of news that he has, uh, the one that got me the most excited is Suspiria is getting a 4K Blu-ray release uh, via Synapse Films. That's coming uh, November 19th. And there's going to be a shit ton of extras with that one. Yeah. That's awesome, and I'm, that's a beautiful yeah. movie anyway, so yes, it deserves it the treatment for sure. Ted, what are your thoughts on, the, on that one? I'd get it if I had a 4K player. Well, I had some thoughts. <laughs> right. But why don't, why, don't you just, why don't you just do my job for me, Isaiah? Talk about all the Blu-ray news. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's going to be great. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the biggest... Uh, <laughs> I'm not the biggest Dario Argento fan. I like some of his stuff, but... I'm more of a Lucio Fulci fan, but Suspiria, as Sean said, it is a very beautiful film. That yeah. it's a good film. It's like that um, phenomena with uh, Jennifer Colony, uh, Canelli, or however you pronounce her name, and Donald Pleasance. You know that's a good film. Yeah. So you no, know, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. That's the one I've been waiting for a while for them to do a good 4K blue Blu-ray on, and that's going to be a must pick up for me, especially especially before the holiday season. Um, so, Ted, what else do you got for Blu-ray news this week? Because I know that you have quite a bit of stuff, oh, yes, some I good do. juicy bits coming up here. 
All right, I'm going to make this sweet because <laughs> I'm afraid the mic will fail or whatever. The connection will fail any minute, so I won't do my long intro. Oh, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to do my long <laughs> intro. Let's gather around the campfire, kitties. And get scared. Boo! Okay, there we go. Now, uh, now uh, <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome <laughs> has uh, some great releases coming out in October. We have Beyond the Door 3. We have Berserker. Berserker is a movie about kids camping. Or, yeah, I say kids, like young people. Sexed up teenagers. There we go. That's a better way to say it. it, it go, going in the woods and getting and getting there you <laughs> go. getting killed off by that's a bear, a or is it a Viking dressed as a bear? Because that's what berserkers were. Ooh. But yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, there's a great parody movie that was made. In the, <laughs> there's a great parody movie that's coming movie. out uh, that was made in the eighties. Uh, it's called Unmasked Part 25, also known as Hands of Death. It's basically the plot is you have this J killer who wears a hockey mask. He ends up, he starts to date this blind woman and he's, hit, he's hit his, uh, hideously disfigured. And so when he falls in love with this blind woman because she can't mm. see how horribly disfigured he is, he's, he's not killing people anymore. So that's coming out. <laughs> and the big... <laughs> yes, I want it big time, man. It's great. That sounds great, it's man. Great. It reminds and me of the big one that they uh, announced just yesterday <laughs> is the Amityville The Cursed Collection. This is a box set that contains four Amityville movies. And the movies are The Evil Escapes, which is part four. That's the one where... You have a possessed lamp trying to kill people. That's, um, I still say that's better than a possessed cell phone, but ridiculous and over the top. But, <laughs> but then you have M Amityville 1992. It's about time, <laughs> which is basically about a possessed clock. Uh, you have Amityville, a new generation, which is, uh, has Lynn Shay in it being crazy. Cause that's what she does best. You know, there you go. And then you have Amityville Dollhouse about a possessed dollhouse. Now this box set is going to be an actual slipcase, and each movie is going to have its individual case uh, with its own artwork. It's limited to four thousand units. Limited to four thousand units, and you can only buy it from Vinegar Syndrome's website. It's sixty dollars, right? Yeah, it's sixty dollars, free shipping. They have an October bundle oh, wow. which That's has awesome. everything in it: the Unmasked Part Twenty Five, Berserker, Beyond the Door Three. I didn't have a hundred extra hundred twenty bucks, so I just bought the Amityville box set from them yesterday when I got home from work. So I was like, I'm not passing this up because I've got you know because Factory released the first three movies, and this basically it completes the entire original Amityville franchise on Blu-ray except for Part Five, which has some weird rights issues like Fright Night Part Two. That one's called yeah, the Amityville Curse, but um. That one doesn't even like take place in the Amityville house. It's like another haunted house in the actual town. It's it is what it is, I guess. You know, and and you know these movies don't really follow each other anyway, continuity wise. They're just different movies. So, uh, Kino Lorber, they are releasing on October. All those are October twenty ninth, um, coming out. But if you order it from 
uh, Vinegar Syndrome's website, they ship like two weeks early, which got me confused with the Amityville box set because they said you can only buy it from them, but then they say it's shipping two weeks earlier. Then I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Shouldn't the date just be like October 15th then? Or I'm confused about that. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Kino Lorber. Um, right. Yeah, on October 1st, they are releasing a Nightmare Beach, also it's known as Spring Break. It stars John Saxon. <laughs> It's a uh, slasher film. And on October 22nd, they are releasing Charles Band's Parasite 3D on Blu-ray. One of Demi Moore's first movies. And uh, I have Parasite on DVD. And uh, yeah, Demi Moore's in it. That's the highlight, I guess. <laughs> it's not a great movie. But Paras- <laughs> Parasite is not a good movie. Um it has some decent, a little bit of decent special effects. It was when Charles Ben was getting into the 3D fad at the time. I mean, he did that in Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin. So, I mean, it's going to include the 3D version also on it, as well as the 2D version. So, that could be worth it, you know. That's coming out October 22nd. Um, Paramount Pictures is releasing... Adam's Family Values finally on Blu-ray. And you can buy that separately or... They are also on the same day releasing a double feature pack with both Adam's Family movies on there. So that's awesome because I love those movies. And uh, Lionsgate, of course, is releasing Three from Hell, October 15th. Um, Troma, Troma is finally releasing after five years and seven freaking months. Return to Return to Nukem High, a.k.a. Volume 2. Woo! I have been waiting. <laughs> finally. If finally. I'm finally. Week off. <laughs> <laughs> you can pre-order it now on Amazon. It's 20 bucks. I did, you know, because I'm feeling love trauma. So, yeah, it finally. I don't... I thought this movie would never get released. Sean and I oh, talked it's about it. moving slow in his older age. <laughs> Sean and I talked about this many a times over the past like two oh, yeah. years, maybe Definitely. even three years. We're just like, this movie's not coming out, is it? So finally, <laughs> it's coming out. Uh, I'm excited. It's a two-disc set. So, heck yeah. And finally, Shot Factory has dropped a lot of bombshells that are coming out this year. Uh, first, we have... The Blob remake from the 80s, that's coming out October 29th. Nice. Um, in December, it's not a horror film, but it's a John Carpenter film, Big Trouble in Little China, they are releasing in a big I collector's edition. Yep. I cannot wait Even for that. better, man. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Love Kurt Russell. He's a great nice. actor. He's awesome. Nice. Him and John Carpenter together, it's always good. Even Escape from L.A., I enjoy that movie. I don't care what anybody says. That's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah Silver Bullet finally has a release date of I December just want Escape 10th. Escape from Cleveland. So we That's are finally getting that. To. Oh, yeah. And. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. I'm excited about <laughs> that. It deserves the blue. And the big one in December is Shout Factory announced that they are releasing the Fly Collection. Containing all five movies, which is the original movie and its sequel, Return of the Fly, with Vincent Price. 
Curse of the Fly, which was made in the 60s, and then David David Cronenberg's remake from the 80s, and The Fly 2 from the 80s, which will be the first time that, yes, I I cannot wait for this collection, is the first time that Curse of... Yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah, this. Yeah, it's the first time that Curse of the Fly and The Fly 2 are getting the Blu-ray releases here in uh, North America. So, that is fantastic news. I got super excited this week when all this stuff is coming out. And so, yeah, I am going to be freaking poor, but it's going to be worth it. Because <laughs> I am getting this stuff. <laughs> I think the original Fly is one of my favorite. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Definitely. And then the fly too has the dog scene, which gosh, if that doesn't tug at your heartstring, you're a heartless piece of crap. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> but that scene is 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 hard. Poor little dog. It's, that's like the most notorious. That's the scene that everybody talks about. It's a good movie. I don't. People. Some people seem to crap on it, but it's a good sequel. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's a decent yeah. movie. That is all I have for Blu-ray news. A lot of good stuff coming out in the next couple of months, and of course, we'll keep posted when more things get announced. That's a lot of good stuff coming out, and that's a lot of good news, especially this week, because I know last week was a little sparse for Blu-ray news, but this this is definitely made up for it. If you remember the fan series for Friday the 13th, Never Hike Alone, uh, or the fan film that they did, they are actually turning that into a web series. So, starting in early winter 2020, um, they're working on how many episodes it was uh four additional entries I believe they said for four. this web series which is yeah. really exciting because they are bringing back tom matthews so tom matthews is going to be back as tommy jarvis my tommy jarvis because like i've been saying for a while jason lives is my friday 13th <laughs> movie so they've even got the names uh, for this so you've got never hike alone two, never hike again Never Hike Alone 3, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, and Never Hike Alone 4, yeah, I, The I Final like Hike. <laughs> I do so, too. And, oh, that's cool. I like those titles. Never yeah, Hike Alone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what it seems like, because each entry <laughs> with this web series is continuing right where the previous one left off. So it's almost like they're doing these <clears throat> web episodes that are, and they said they're, they're going to be in range of 20 to 30 minutes a piece. So it's almost like they're making a full Friday the 13th movie over the, the span of these four episodes, basically. Yeah. yeah and I, like I enjoyed Never Hike Alone, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for casting, like we said, Tom Matthews back as Tommy Jarvis. Another face from Jason lives. So deputy Rick is back and uh, he's now the sheriff. So, so that's, that's cool cool that he's back. (laughs) That's cool that they got him to come back for this. And then also uh, Douglas Tate, who, who was uh, in Freddy versus Jason. He's actually going to be a part of this too. But the, the one major selling point for them doing this is that they are actually doing a Indiegogo right now um, campaign to raise money for the first episode. And actually, the the first one that they're talking about that they're doing is actually going to be called Never Hike in the Snow. So it's going to be a Friday the 13th story set in the snow like everybody's been wanting. And uh, yeah, I thought yeah, that was cool. It's That's exciting. Idea. Beats Tom McLaughlin to the punch, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> so 
a lot of good things are coming out here. And, you know, like we said, we're, we're going to actually be doing an episode here coming up on uh, fan films and short films in general. So we'll, we'll talk more about this stuff, you know, at that point as well. But it's, it's, it's exciting, especially with the whole legal shit that's going on with Friday the 13th, that people are actually saying enough is enough and fucking making their own shit to entertain people. You know, and not obviously making nothing off of this. They're doing it just because they want, they want stories to be fucking told, like we all do. And some people are just doing it, and you know, obviously some are raising funds to just help with the cost of having to film it and pay for people and whatnot. But they're not making a fucking dime off of any of these. So now, the main thing that we're discussing this week is. Uh, you know, we're focusing on movies or horror movies and the music that's used in those movies. Now, a lot of times, you know, music can help elevate a movie. And there's definitely times when it can fucking hinder a movie. Now, as we're getting ready for, you know, Three From Hell coming up this week, one thing that I've found myself doing, and I was actually talking to Mark about this earlier is this whole last week I've been listening to the soundtrack uh, for Devil's Rejects. So all that 70s rock and roll music that they used in that movie, that is a very good example of using music in the proper way to help kind of either set the mood or elevate a movie. I mean, I absolutely loved all the music choices in that movie. You know, from the Allman Brothers that they used in the beginning with the Midnight Rider, even to Freebird at the end, you know, with the big culmination of everything i mean every every piece of music that they used in that film had a purpose and you could tell it had a purpose and it helped make that movie what it was exactly it wasn't just thrown in for a quick beat to make people yeah oh cool so that's that's so i mean you know that that definitely did its job with that movie because i mean it made it so much better uh it, it helped tell the story you know, as, as it went along and even house of a thousand corpses did the same thing, you know, with the music that he used in that one. And it, it definitely had a different feel. And that's what I like is that they didn't take the same feel of house of a thousand corpses, especially with the music choice. And they didn't do the same thing with devil's rejects. It was a totally different type of music for each movie. And it made it just its own thing, but it also helped elevate it as it's been going along. And I hope they do that with (laughs) Devil's Rejects, or not Devil's Rejects, but uh, Three from Hell Hell as well. Yeah, definitely. Rob's doing a good job with that. He's a music man, so he knows what he's doing. Obviously, yeah, definitely. So what are some examples that you guys have noticed uh, with movies, whether good or bad? I think one of my favorite Bad. soundtracks is for um, Demons. And oh, it's yes. Not necessarily, oh, yeah, that's great. I don't know what it is. Demons just a crazy rock and roll video anyway, so like the whole soundtrack. Just, it's a crazy movie, so it fits. That's the whole thing. Yeah. The whole movie fits. Yeah. So yeah. It's like a big, like a big 80s uh, heavy metal party. <laughs> yeah, it compliments it. I'll tell you one thing that's bad. Freaking Creed in H2O. I'd what say was that about? <laughs> that's that's a good point because yeah, oh, Creed in general. Is kind of a fucking 
What if I'd say an example of going above and beyond and getting an A plus in your uh, soundtrack would be The Exorcist. Freaking love that soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> the the opening theme to that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Though. I didn't even think of that. That is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a I got a list. <laughs> oh, what about the? I will tell you. That's what um, kind of hurts. Every everybody and, knows the Jaws yeah. theme. Yeah, it's I think kind of hurt Scream and I know what you did last summer and some of those in the '90s is they tried so much to just throw these pop groups and other groups of that. You know, yeah, into yeah, the and it really oh, yeah. took away from the films. Definitely, <laughs> Brother Kane from. Uh, Halloween, um, the curse of Michael Myers. I'd say the best in the industry as far as horror goes is the original Halloween movie. Yeah, if we're talking straight, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the original soundtracks, yeah, definitely. Well, yes, actually, absolutely masterful. I don't know because I'm I'm kind of torn because if we're talking original soundtracks, I I I, I, I absolutely absolutely love Halloween. That's that's for sure. John Carpenter, actually, all of John Carpenter's music that he's done with everything both horror and non-horror I've absolutely loved his music but in the same breath you know the first movie that got me into horror Nightmare on Elm Street that soundtrack for me is the most epic soundtrack especially for an 80s horror movie that thing scared the shit out of me as a kid that one that's that, on yeah that list. one that's a good soundtrack <laughs> I think Nightmare 4 has a great soundtrack as far as music selection man it flows with the movie pretty well oh well, I even, love the first one so much because it's the first time I heard that that yep. Freddie jingle. It was Nightmare One soundtrack is great. It. it has that tone. It gives you the feel of the movie. Yeah, yeah I just kind, enjoy fours because of the songs that are in it. Yes, that that, that was what I was gonna say. Even it's kind of sticking with uh, you know, the the music used in in movies. You know, Nightmare is very very good with that because I mean you have obviously Nightmare Four. I mean that opening song by Tuesday Night was great even you know docking in the opening of uh or, or dream wars i mean dream yeah warriors, that's yeah. great um you know freddy's songs yeah that was docking yeah right. and then freddy's dead i mean that opening song uh by the google dolls that one was classic too yeah. i love the shit out of that song i i bought the the soundtrack literally for that song <laughs> when it came out just because of that so or not when it came out, because I was too young when it came out. But once I was able to find a CD with it, I got it because of that song. So I'll tell you what, this isn't... Well, it's kind of hard, but Ghostbusters 2, for whatever oh, reason. Yes. I really love to have that soundtrack growing up, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, There's a lot of good ones on there. I love Ghostbusters 2, period. So. Oh, Bobby Brown. Yeah. Bobby! <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> How about uh, Friday the 13th, The Harry Man for Dean? Yeah. Yep. Well, that was great. The The music, the music set the Definitely. tone for that whole movie. It, without the music, it, it would have been nothing. Yeah. Now, out of the Man for Dean themes and whatnot, definitely the, you know, the first... Actually, first through the fifth movie, it's all kind of the same sounding music, so you could almost yeah. kind of lump that together. Yeah. Now, what he did in in part six with Jason Liz, obviously, this is me just being a fanboy again because part six is my favorite. 
Yeah, loved it. It was it was rock and roll. It was Jason. rock and roll, Jason. Cooper, yeah, it was, fuck, it was fucking metal. It and was it had that more gothic yeah. sound to it too. Um, you know, because the, yeah, the teenage yep. Frankenstein. The score baby. was gothic. Well, <laughs> the soundtrack was metal. Basically, that's what it was, and it worked perfectly. Yep. Yeah, they complimented each other. Definitely, it's age, yeah. What, what he did with that. <laughs> yeah. Because what he did to change it up in part six to make it sound different from the first five films just made it that much better. But you could still tell his score was still Friday the 13th. It was just that different that it made it set itself apart and almost kind of elevated it in, in a way. You know, whereas the previous five were kind of all kind of the same type of music, which isn't bad because, I mean, the first five Friday films, that musical score is fucking phenomenal. Just like Halloween, just like the Nightmare on Elm Street one, it, it was I fucking say phenomenal. One thing on Nightmare on Elm Street, they did a great job all the way through. Yeah. One thing that disappointed me was the, I believe it was the end of Nightmare 5, where they kind of just threw a Houdini song at the end. Yeah, it yeah. just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Previous I've, I've said that Fat for years. Boys. That movie, yeah, that where the previous had no one purpose, had Fat Boys, a, and it was actually part of Freddy and everything. But. Yeah, the Fat Boy song from part four was awesome. Because you know Robert England was great in that music. I love that. I love that music video. No, yeah, but nothing beats. Uh, yeah, nothing beats Jason Takes Manhattan's opening Darkest song. Side of the Darkest night. side of the night. I love that song. <laughs> the darkest. The first. Side of the the first time I saw uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, I never forget. I rented it on VHS along with Part Seven. My dad and I watched it as like a double feature one Friday night. So we popped, watched part seven, then popped in part eight, and then that song comes on, and we both give each other this confused look. I was like, did they mess up the labels? This doesn't sound like a Friday the 13th movie, and I was just like, what is this? And then finally the title came up, Friday the 13th part eight. I was like, oh, it is, it is the right movie. I was like, what is, this is different. You know, so used to just the normal. That was the first Friday for me that didn't feel like a Friday because of that. Yeah. <laughs> With, um... Because Darkest Side of the Night, that was great. The score itself, because it wasn't done by Harry Manfredini, I think the score was lacking in Part 8, and even kind of in Part 7, too, because they used bits and pieces of Harry Manfredini's things. I felt like they sounded, it sounded like it came from the damn Friday the 13th TV show. Yeah. Has, especially 7, it really has that feel, and it doesn't... Always, I love Part 7, but I always thought that was it had an odd... Yeah, the the music just mm. other than you know the the rock dun, dun, song dun, dun, from Part Eight. It's yeah the the score itself. It it kind of brings me back to the remake, you know, Friday the Thirteenth, where it just felt more drony and just not a whole lot going on with the music. Uh, with Part Seven and Part Eight, so yeah, the, those scores aren't my yeah, favorite by by any means because obviously Harry didn't do it. And it was, uh, what was it Fred Mullen yeah. or something like that? Or I, I, yeah, I don't I remember so. the, the yeah, it's Fred Mullen. He started it, with, he start he did uh, the music for part seven and eight, and then they threw in Manfredini's score in there, so that's why Manfredini gets credit too. But he's the one who basically was just the music guy for those two movies, and for the, I believe he did the Friday the Thirteenth series also, mm-hmm. probably. More than likely, I guarantee it, man. Because it sounds every time I watch those, I I get an itch to watch that show. Yeah. (laughs) Now, one of the ones that 
I didn't care for for like musical scores done for so original score done for a movie was Nightmare 2. I didn't like that music. I mean in a way it was kind of dreamlike too but when you come from Nightmare 1 where that music is scary as shit to this like more like moody but not not even creepy music done by Christopher Young I didn't care for it. I really did not care for that music in that movie. Yeah, it's very different from everything the first about one, part two sure. is different from yeah. first. <laughs> but so was the movie itself, honestly. I mean, I like the movie. Yeah. It's something that took a while to grow on me. Not because I'm, the movie itself was bad, I just it was so out of the story. But right. it holds up to me now. So I've always liked Nightmare Two. It's just the music itself, I I, I just even to this day, I, I still don't like the music. And then that's the my only real complaint with the movie is is the music. Because I, I just didn't feel like it fit the movie. Maybe that, yeah, I think that's what basically it is, is it just, I don't feel it fit with the movie. Oh, what else? Oh, Phantasm. Phantasm yeah. is a good original soundtrack. It's the first movie. Yeah. You know, they kind of try to make it bigger with the future movies, but the first one, I like how kind of more minimalistic it is, and it just sounds a lot creepier, you know? So I that one I, I enjoyed a lot. I always thought Zombie was really good. That one always, yes, I thought yes, had a creepy feel. And as soon yeah. as you hear if, if you like the great. movie, you know exactly what you're about to listen to. Right, it's unmistakable. Oh, even Dawn of the Dead too. That one's so simple, but it's so good at the same time. That one's that one's great. Even Day of the Dead, both Dawn and Day for soundtrack wise. Yeah, Day I, of I the thought Dead. Those were very well done, and in a lot of ways they're kind of similar. With kind of that bump, 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 kind of thing that they had going on, but that was those those yeah. were definitely good. So we got a lot more. Just love that music playing, and then she's yeah. <laughs> that that music that that plays in Day of the Dead when at the beginning when she's just standing in the street and all the zombies are starting to come toward her because they're you know trying to contact any survivors. Yep that that's that that gives me chills every time. That's so freaking creepy. Yes, it is. Yes. Holy crap. Oh, that's... Oh, that's some good stuff. Anytime the music can get me creeped out, it's it's high up there on my list. Yes. Um, that's a, a good example. Oh, you know what? The one that creeped me out the most... Uh, well, not the most, but... Uh, like, more recently, was uh, the first Insidious movie. So yeah, you have kind of that off... Man. That was creepy. That off kind of sounding music, you know, throughout the whole film, but then adding in tiny fucking Tim's tiptoes or the tulips in there. Yeah. Which it, it gave the whole movie an even more uncomfortable feeling. Yes. Along with the, oh. I felt like they used. I'm well getting chills just thinking about that. Demonology. I'm fucking yeah. like they getting goosebumps so just thinking about it. How how about movies that nail the suspense by cutting out the score at the right points, leaving it silent at the Perfect oh shit! Spots. There's yes, that's a great I, technique. I thought Hereditary yes. nailed that, and I won't give a spoiler. But there's a part at the end of the movie where he's in the attic, and it was completely quiet, and all you hear is this little vibrating, grinding sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. And then you figure out what it is, and it's creepy <laughs> yeah. as hell. You know, as always, you guys, if if there's anything you know you guys heard here that you kind of agree with, or if if you guys have your own examples of music that's worked well 
in a movie or TV show that we didn't cover here that you thought really was done either well or really hindered something, you know, let us know. We have our Facebook, uh, we have Instagram and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Love to hear more from you guys. Keep spreading the word with regards to the podcast. We'd love to get it out there and, you know, start growing this community. It would be nice to hear from you guys also what you guys would like to see from us, whether it be more reviews, more stuff like this, or live streams if you want. Yeah. You know, if, if you want, like Patreon, if we get to that point, Patreon exclusive content, you know, we're, we're looking for ideas as, as we continue to grow here. Please let us know. Uh, we do love you guys. We appreciate you guys checking out our podcast. As always, check out our review towards the end of this week for Three From Hell. And we'll be back next week with our normal, regularly scheduled programming. But until next time, as Ted always says, Slay you next week, my lovelies. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.